Hello and welcome to the FEZ show. It is the 5th of May 2020 and we have some great topics to talk to you about today. But the team is a bit small today, but that doesn't mean it's any less quality. Joining me on the show is the other ginger member of the group, <laughs> Jack Pickering. A very good morning. I've um I've uh, made up for the, I've made up for the lack of people based on my weight. So it's all <laughs> oh, good. That, that's um, such a horrible <laughs> thing to say. But yeah, I'm messing. <laughs> but obviously, me me and Jack quite clearly both Jacks quite ginger. So the ginger group, <laughs> I think that we should be called today, and it's just the two of us. We you know what? I was thinking of playing that. I was so thinking of playing of that. Us. <laughs> do, 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 do. oh man no look it's gonna be a great show even though despite that we've you know it's only two of us we've still got plenty of topics that we want to talk about today and the first topic jack i want to talk about is this two-year cycle so obviously we had the opportunity to speak to jamie regal uh the former eceo after um, the virtual press conference and we, we asked him about the two-year cycle that they put in obviously to keep the costs down and whether or not that will continue. So basically, it's going to be very confusing because for season seven, they've decided to save money. And, you know, teams can either keep their powertrain that they're using this season and move that into next season. So in season seven, so basically using the same car, same powertrain, or they could build a whole new powertrain, but they need to use that powertrain for season seven and season eight. So therefore, we're going to get this discrepancy potentially jack that we might have some cars in season seven power trays some cars in season six power trays next season and that might make everything really confusing in terms of you know what power train everyone's got and it you know it could easily lose a casual viewer yeah yeah po- yeah possibly um I, I i didn't think of it from uh, from that standpoint but yeah i uh i get the idea of doing the two-year cycle now just to just just to make it nice and uh, just to make it like nice and simple so that um so that going into next season and the season after we don't have as much cost constraints but doing it after that i mean if so if, if someone does it for season seven then someone does it for season eight and then they do a two-year cycle it's always going to be staggered so i don't see so yeah i don't really see the point of that um yeah. Uh, so yeah i just uh, I, uh, I don't like the idea of like one team just like being up there in season season seven then down there in season eight actually no i love that idea it makes it unpredictable but i think it makes it i think it makes it a little bit unfair and so yeah that's what you know in terms of this if we are because then obviously we spoke to jamie reef and he said that obviously the long-term initiatives of formula e are up for debate at this precise moment whether or not they go back to a one-year powertrain cycle which makes the most sense to me um if they whether they go back to that whether they go to a two-year cycle keep it as a two-year cycle so that means when we go to season nine you know we'll we'll start this two-year cycle again and or even amazingly he said we could make it three years which i think just way too long because when you're thinking about evs and moving forward at this precise moment you're not that's not no way is that produced you know, making electric vehicles move forward. We're not developing a powertrain every year. We've made tons of progress so far in these first six years. The amount of progress that Formula E has made is brilliant. And we're going to make another step further when we move to Gen 3. And, you know, all that technology is going to be fed into road cars eventually. But if you slow that down by doing a two-year powertrain cycle or three-year powertrain cycle, you know, that brilliance is going to slow right down. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, the technology in 2020 is going to be so much different to the technology that we're going to have in 2023. So, I, so yeah, I just don't see the real point in that. And also, these uh, each generation of cars, I mean, like, this generation of car was only supposed to run for three years. They extended it to four, and now they've extended it to five because of the whole co- um, coronavirus situation. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 some it, it's something where you just you just make it for for one year of um uh of that gen of car, and then you'd have it for basically the entirety of the. Uh, of the uh, of the time that you have that car, so that just makes it the same for five years. And so, if like the last couple of seasons, Tatisa is extremely quick out the gate and stay there, then they will be the dominant force, just like Mercedes is in Formula One. Uh, I mean, it's 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 not the same like Mercedes is in Formula One. They just create cars that are brilliant every single year. But um. DS to Cheetah would would have the same car year in year out and just keep on winning in the same way they do and props to them they deserve it but I think we 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 do need to like shuffle up the order every single year because the thing is it's a spec series and the only thing that the teams can really do is the drivetrain so yeah I th- I feel that that does need to change year year on year. And, you know, you talk about that staggered approach earlier, which, you know, it would be totally in effect if we were to continue. Let's say season nine and season 10 continue at this precise moment with this two-year powertrain cycle. So let's imagine, right, Tech Cheetah, they decide that they're going to stick with their season six powertrain for season seven. So they make a whole new powertrain then for season eight, right? So if we don't continue with the two year cycle, you could argue that they've, you know, they're only going to use their new powertrain for one year, which makes sense if you were then just cut it and go back to a one year spec series. But let's say if it continues for two, so then they're going to make a whole new powertrain for season eight. They're going to have to then potentially must be able to keep that for season nine. They won't be allowed to make a new powertrain and then make a new powertrain again. So everyone has the same powertrain. Um, in season nine, so the two-year works for everyone. I can't see that happening because what's the point of that? If you know what I mean, Jack. Yeah, and also, uh, and also, one of the points is uh, is that um, uh, is that when we do switch to Gen three, we will get up to three hundred three hundred fifty kilowatts of power. And if someone's stuck using the same powertrain from last year, they are going to be so slow in comparison. So, uh, but yeah, I'm sure I'm. Um, I'm sure that they'd sort that out, and I'm I I am just speaking gibberish. But still, but still, it just wouldn't it just wouldn't make sense from that standpoint that that the two year cycle would work, except for one year where everyone has to reset their cars. Um, so yeah, exactly. That's the problem, right? Formerly, will put themselves in a predicament where they're going to say, right, this is the cutoff point. It doesn't matter if you've done a two year with that powertrain or or a single year with that powertrain, you know, this is the cutoff point in order for everyone to start again in Gen 3. I think, honestly, it creates more problems than it should. Obviously, I understand why it's been brought in, Jack. Obviously, cost is huge, but I think with this series becoming more and more, with more and more great manufacturers in it, you know, I know you're going to say to me, teams like Audi, obviously they're pulling out DTM, so they're going to file more money into Formula E. You've got Mercedes, Porsche, they're going to file more money. Jaguar, money is going to have to be pushed into this series. Like, no matter of a doubt, people are saying that this is the next best thing. And in order to make the next best thing, you've got to put money into, into it because it's going to, there's going to be a big payoff in terms of your road car facilities. So 
in terms of keeping costs down, which formerly we have to do, formerly have to keep costs down because we, we don't want to get out of control. We don't want it to become like Formula One in a sense where there's a massive discrepancy between teams because Jaguar says, look, I'm only putting 50 million euros in, whereas Porsche go, no, I'm going to put 100 million euros in. And we, we don't want that. We want some sort of cost control element in there, but I feel like this is the wrong way to go about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree. I, uh, I, I do think cost cap may be necessary in the in the next couple of years. However, the thing is with Formula E is that because this is almost a spec series, it does mean that the cars are so close together. They only have really one thing that divides them, which is the, which is the powertrain, and so, uh, and so yeah, and uh, and yeah, this this whole two-year cycle it will mess it up for like the next couple of years but to keep it like that for me it just makes no sense whatsoever just um just revert back just revert back to the one-year cycle after it means that everyone's on a level a level playing field there and then and and just this this should only be a thing because of the current situation that we're in once this situation is over go back to what it was yeah, because it seems like very much from speaking to Jamie Regal is that this was implemented due to the situation that we had. We did ask him, we did ask him, what about a super season? You know, continuing, which he sort of ignored the question slightly. We asked him, did you think instead of doing this two-year cycle, making these things quite crazy, why didn't everyone just keep the same powertrain that they have from this season's car? And then just extend the calendar into 2021 and just say, look, we'll do another eight races. And we'll extend the calendar into June and it will be all one big season. We've all used the same powertrain and then we'll just develop a new car for the start of the 22-2022 season um, of Formula E. But Jack, I think the main problem with that idea is Formula E in season seven becomes an FIA World Championship event. And I have a feeling that that is the reason why they haven't thought of this super season or just carrying over the, the same powertrain into into 2021 well yeah this is this is such a this is such a big moment for formula e they've been building up to this since so basically since 2013 when they when when they basically said right we are genuinely doing this and and, and they unveiled the first ever car at the, the geneva motor show this is what it's been building up to this entire time and so to put it to to put that on hold is not something that that Formula E nor FIA want to do, and so, and so yeah, they want to get season seven started basically ASAP. But to do that, they need to still have two more rounds of the season. Um, it, it, but just just so people know, that means two more locations. It doesn't matter about the races. They need five. They, no, they need six locations in a season. They've only had five locations. Even though Saudi Arabia no, was a double no, header. Four, four, four locations because Saudi Arabia was a double header. So, yeah, they need two more races to make it six. Just yeah, so in two understand. different locations. So, therefore, yes. for example, a Berlin race, a double header is not two races. It's not That would only count as one location. So, we'd still need to do another race somewhere else in the world in order for it to be official, like it'd be an official championship. Um, I'm just trying to think then, you know, they're the becoming a world championship. It's just this interesting side note. You know how at the moment we call it Formula E champions? And I was just interested to get your opinion on this, actually, because I've been, it's been tossing in my brain. Like, will Formula E, when they go back in, let's say, 10, 20 years time, you know, when we're a bit older, and 
we go back and we look at the stats from Formula E, do you think they're going to start it from season one? Or do you think these official world championship stats and it'll be sort of clouded um, and basically everything starts from next season when it's season seven, when it's an official world championship? Like, oh yeah, these are the world championship stats, but we sort of like forget the six seasons. Or do you think Formula E are going to include those six seasons of stats in this sort of like world championship thing? I hope that they include the first six seasons because I do, uh, I do feel that they would, that they'd be a little bit left out because they still work towards what was a, what was an amazing prize. So yeah, I see, I would be disappointed if, if, um, if they weren't involved. Um, But yeah, I, I, I I just don't really see a way that they can like not, the, the, they can like push all this to one side and then be like no it started in 2021 and so yeah, uh, yeah that, no i can't see that happening it's like that's what i mean you know like we're kind of like we're in like 60 odd events now like are they gonna say in you know this was the 1000 fia <laughs> formula e world championship event but we're like now nah, we had 70 before like from 2014, like that's, it'd be a shame really, I think for, for the stats to sort of go, you know, yeah, oh, you know, oh, this is just from the world championship event. If you include the six seasons, then you've got this, 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 this is where he would be. And I'm like, just put it all as one. It's, it's, it's just, I also, I understand it in terms of obviously Formula One before it became the FIA Formula One World Championship, you know, it was basically Formula One going on before 1950. Um, before, before obviously it all became a world championship and obviously there were drivers in it and you could say well they aren't talked about but I just feel like in the modern world um, considering you know how many races we've gone to the progress that Paul Marie have made um, it'd be a shame that you know John Oakvone oh yeah he was a double champion but he wasn't a world champion and I'm just like that's a bit harsh yeah no I, re- um, uh, I reckon we will find out rather soon i think we'll find out maybe uh, four seasons time when um when when we when we reach the 100th formula e race they will either say it's the 100th formula e race or they'll say it's the 45th or whatever because we still got four rounds this season left to go um yeah. so 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 yeah we'll find out if in the 100th race they say it's the 45th race or whether they say it's well, they say it's the hundredth, so... Yeah. So, moving on to what you said sort of earlier, in terms of, obviously, it's a spec series. Now, Formula E is, is not fully a spec series, but there is a lot of spec in it, in terms of the chassis and the battery. So, what I really want to talk about now, we've been talking about cost saving, and obviously, this two-year cycle thing is a massive cost-saving technique. Whereas, obviously, if you look at Formula One, who obviously does a lot of money, you know, Ross Braun sort of saying $175 million I don't know if it was dollar or pounds um, cost cap um, that will be put in place, I think, for 2021, which is a lot of money. Formula E is nowhere near that kind of money at this precise moment. But if you start teams like Mercedes, like Porsche, and pay you any money, they want to start developing their own battery because obviously batteries come from McLaren. You know, Spark are producing the chassis of the Gen 2 car and, and someone else will be doing the tender for the chassis for Gen 3 has gone out and I'm sure Spark would have put their name in as well as many other companies that would have put the chassis. But when do you think Jack Formulary will be let off the leash and therefore, you know, teams will be able to develop their own batteries. Teams will be able to develop their own chassis. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting question. I, I think it could be done 
relatively soon, but it's 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 dependent on whether Formula E want to keep it as this like uh, as as close as they wanted to. I don't see them being able to alter the chassis. I think the chassis will they'll 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 pick a tender and they can create a and, and they can create the chassis. I don't think that's ever going to change. But the things like the battery and the and uh, and uh, and everything inside. Like no one, no one, no one sees what's inside there. So, so yeah, I, um, unless they've got all the covers off. Um, so, yeah, I think um, I think that under underneath underneath the bodywork, they'll be they'll be able to do quite a bit of work at some point soon. Um, on top of the bodywork, I think it will just stay the same at least for a while. Yeah, I can see that with the chassis because you could argue that the chassis is not important and Formula E are trying to make their cars look as sexy as possible and, and as futuristic as possible. So therefore, they're not going to say that give the teams like, you make the car, but you have to fit it to these specifications, which I suppose, you know, Formula E could still have the control of that rather than, but the teams would spend the money on it. And they obviously like the regulations, like in Formula 1, we see when, you know, 2021 cars, uh, which will now be 2022, possibly 23, um, you know, how that, that's changed and how obviously Formula 1 cars have changed over time. You know, I think it would be the same with Formula E, but obviously money will be whoo, like sky high. Whereas the battery, the battery is the interesting thing for me. Like, I think teams like, well, all manufacturers basically will be wanting to, to do with the battery and work with the battery simply because it's the king of an electric powertrain. The battery is the king because that determines how much range you get. It determines how efficient your car is. Uh, you know, it, it encompasses the whole powertrain. And if your powertrain doesn't work with the spec battery from McLaren at this precise moment, you know, your efficiency is going to be poor. You're not going to get, you know, and that therefore will affect your range. Therefore you'll have to do more regen during the race. But if you can develop a battery where you don't have to do as much regen because it stores, it sort of regens energy by itself. It doesn't lose energy. Obviously, that's really expensive. And it is, you know, speaking to, to manufacturers, you know, the battery is the most expensive part of the powertrain and formulary cars of teams obviously don't have access to that yet. But I feel like at some point, Mercedes, Porsche, Audi, Jaguar, they'll be like, Nissan will be like, I want to develop my own battery. Therefore, that should speed up our electric road car vehicle because we'll be testing stuff which we then we can put directly from our race car into our road cars and help increase the range of of, of electric vehicles because that's what we all want that's what the world is waiting for the world is waiting for electric batteries to have enough range as a petrol car therefore there'll be more charging stations around the world therefore there's more reason now to buy an electric car well yeah you you, you basically summed up perfectly there jack um yeah, uh, yeah. I think that the battery will be the next thing that Formula E will allow the manufacturers to uh, to have a look at and then make uh, make for themselves. Right now, it works well because because they're all spec batteries. It means that there's no there's no biases anywhere, which is which is fantastic. But yeah, having a battery. Um, uh, having teams having their own battery makes perfect sense uh it yes and as you said it will speed everything up and so yeah they yeah maybe not maybe not for like the gen 2 evo or something but maybe announce or, or maybe even for the gen 3 but gen 3 or gen 4 they should probably announce 
do yeah do your own batteries because yeah it would it uh, it, it would seriously help the world's charge in uh, into the future with uh, with electric vehicles because the, the thing is for me is when do formula e want to say right we've made a direct impact right you know we're four years out now from being 10 years old we're four years out and you know you want might go back in 10 years and say okay what have formula e achieved from 2014 to 2024 on the road car aspect like how much of that technology has fed through and at this precise moment obviously four years a lot can change but at this precise moment you're going to say well not much has changed yes the world has sort of moved that way but that i don't think that the world was going to you know has moved any faster than it probably would have in those 10 years if that makes sense so i think for formula e to then say look we are now doing this it's like our 10th anniversary if they say on the 10th anniversary of the series starting you know for that 2024 2025 season right you can now have the battery okay because we've done 10 years we've made great progress we need to now make more progress because you know 2025 we're 15 years away we're 15 years away from not having any petrol cars being produced anymore in terms of a car so if we're not ready for 2040 formula e hasn't done its job no no not really at all and that and that was and that was one of the main reasons that formula e really started up not just because we we love racing and we'd like to see more more racing as much rate racing as possible but um but but yeah also for this um uh also also for for manufacturers to to just go for, go go further out into uh, into exploring um into uh into electric vehicles and just cr- and just create the future this is why we have so many men this is why we have so many manufacturers in in this sport they all want to come to formula e to just to to just extend the um extend the possibilities of their road cars test out the stuff that they want to do for their road cars in a race car on a track and then uh, and, and and then when the season's over shove it into Show it into one of their road cars, and yeah, and, and yeah, off it goes into the world. Which is which is what they want, and it has to happen soon. I think not. Maybe letting off the leash fully, and and a former car having the team having to build everything like the chassis. But I think that will come one day. I can't see it being a spec chassis fit forever. Like you know, when this series becomes really big, and and you know, electric cars are are the norm or becoming the norm. I think, you know, teams like Mercedes, especially Porsche, you know, they're such big manufacturers. BMW will be, will be wanting to sort of say, let, let me build this car now. We've got the funding. Give us a cost cap of like 120 million, for example. And, and we'll try and do it all, all within that. And then it's great. Obviously, you've got companies like Spark and McLaren at this precise moment, you know, entering and, and doing. Or... I've thrown it out there rather than maybe the teams making the batteries they partner with someone so maybe mercedes say look we're going to make batteries we're going and they can still do that mercedes mercedes can be a tender but instead of having just one tender you have three or four tenders you know three or four people and yeah. then you can pick all right i'm going to take the mclaren battery i'm going to take the mercedes battery i'm going to take the jaguar battery because they've put their hat in the ring and you've opened up to more tenders therefore you get a bit more spice in the championship as well because you know you, you've, you might have a differences between the batteries. Some might be good, some might be rubbish. 
yes then obviously this really competitive streak that we have at the moment of the cars being so close together will probably you know no not longer exist you probably will have you know mercedes or jaguar for example creating the best batteries therefore the jaguar battery teams or the mercedes battery teams are at the front but that drives progress because if you are a bmw battery owner and bmw haven't built a good battery then bmw know that you know you got to catch up and obviously bmw have got the funds to catch up so that could make it more fun as well. And so rather than opening up to every manufacturer making their own battery, you could maybe open it up to a tender to rather than just have one person doing it, you could have three or four manufacturers technically doing the battery development. Yeah, 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 totally. I would, uh, I'd like to see that. Uh, just, just having like, like even if, even if they don't say, yeah, all, all, all of you make your batteries now. Um, no, you can, yeah. Yeah, you can go to uh, yeah, yeah. Just go, yeah. Just put this tender out. See if see if the teams come back to you, and then um, and then just yeah, and then just have maybe like th- uh, yeah, three three or four. That I think I think that sounds like a brilliant. I uh, sounds like a brilliant idea. You should start running Formula E, Jack. Um, <laughs> Imagine me running Formula E. Oh God, uh, <laughs> it'd be great. I don't know what I'd do, but uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'd do. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll leave that one. But honestly, I think at some point, Formula E have got to say, right, we can't keep, you know, just going through the same process of one chassis partner, one battery partner, because, you know, yes, we have made tons of progress. Yes, it's been brilliant. But I feel like there's, we, need, we need more, you know. I, I, I would, I've been to many press conferences and many sort of things where Formula E have really done this like not propaganda but you know when they they do these things like you get guests put the internal combustion engine in the museum and i'm like you know giving that to formula e to formula e to do and i'm like when internal combustion engines are actually forced into the museum am i going to be saying that's because of formula e or am i just going to be saying because that's what everyone in the world decided we need to do if that makes sense and and with Formula E saying yes, we want to do this. We want to make sure that you know we are the ones that put the internal combustion engine in the, in a museum. We're the ones that really spark the change forward. In 2040, am I going to be writing? Am I going to be saying, you know, Formula E did that. Formula E were that, or am I going to be saying actually Formula E helped, but they weren't really the main factor in putting an internal combustion engine to sleep? Well, yeah, I think. Uh, I think Formula E will play their part in that. I, um, I do. I, I do think there will be some. I, uh, I still think there will be some uh, petrol-powered cars in 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 the world in twenty in in, in twenty forty. But um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think the majority of them will be electric and um, and the um and. Uh, and that most of them may be in a museum and but yeah formula e will have helped for, formula e won't have like played their part in shoving them into a museum they would have played a part in in developing in in developing these electric engines developing the future of transport and so uh and and and, and so and so i wouldn't say that it's i wouldn't say that it's their fault that that uh that there'd be some petrol powered machines in the museum but i think yeah they would have helped no i i they definitely would have helped i'm not saying they're going to be the main factor like i think that's a bit optimistic but 
when you come to say, when you come to write the obituary for an internal combustion engine, possibly in 2040, then, you know, are you going to be mentioning, you know, Formula E, you know, really kick-started, brought in the manufacturers, really kick-started it? You might have said they kick-started it, but then did they finish it? Or did they just start the movement and everyone else finished it off? Um, and I don't know what Formula E really want in that role because they, you know, still so many in the beginning, season three, season four, so many press conferences, so many events where they were talking about, you know, making that real change, making that impact, making that thing that says, yes, we did it. We really pushed this change. And, you know, at the, the way the world is at the moment, obviously, you know, even more people thinking now that electric vehicle technology, you know, makes sense. You know, Nico Rosberg was, I think, probably mentioning Mercedes, was saying that, you know, they're not going to probably continue making diesel cars once they go back into the factory, because what's the point? We might as well just start afresh, start clean, and, and focus more on electric vehicles. Um, so, you know, other factors might have obviously made that change, but, you know, formerly we're at the forefront, and are formerly going to stay at the forefront? That's my question, and that's what we want to find out over the next couple of weeks slash years. Last topic then to talk about is the calendar. Because obviously we've talked about the calendar many, 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 many times and we even made reference to it today. But, you know, Alejandro Gag has recently said that, you know, maybe some races at, you know, London, the Nightingale Hospital was officially put on standby um, as, as the things start to get a little bit better in the United Kingdom. I think they've only got 20 patients out of that 4,000 uh, left in the hospital. Not saying that's going to be taken down anytime soon or, or that means we can go to a race in London in September. But, you know, early signs there suggest that could be good and, and the gag was talking that London is obviously they're still thinking about potentially maybe moving the date back uh, for example or using the UK track elsewhere um, he mentioned Korea which I thought was really interesting obviously Korea doing really well right now and people being outside and obviously Berlin for me Jack though I can't see most teams now being based in Europe going to the other side of the world racing in Asia for me for Korea I just can't see it like Yes, I know Korea is doing really well and they've been fantastic, kept the death rate really low, really contained the virus and people are pretty much outside now, which is great. But I don't think shipping everything over to Korea to do a race is sustainable or the right thing to do. I Honestly, I think staying in Europe and just doing a couple of races just to get the season over and done with effectively is the best way to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely staying in Europe, I think, is 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 the best option. Yes, Europe is probably doing the worst out of the five continents right now, but um, but yeah, just like traveling out to tra- traveling all the way out to Korea, I don't, I'm, and then just like shut and and also shutting the streets down on on a day that it wasn't planned to. I I, I think I think it's I think it'll be a little bit harder doing that, which is why I've said go to Berlin. Uh, because it's not on streets, it's 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 easier to shut down and everything, just just formulae, and then go to a racetrack like, like like I said way back in our first episode, go to Valencia, because that's what that's where all the Formula E cars are stored right now, and um uh and yeah do um do a race round um yeah do a race round circuit Ricardo Tormo, um you use the full circuit not the not the cheap one that they were using for um for testing um the full motor gp layout please and um uh and uh and yeah how, how both of them be double headers finished the season off there but yeah i can see uh, i can see other races i'm i'm amazed that 
uh, London is being st- is still being suggested. It could all be over by September, but I think just to pack away the entire night and get in hospital, set up a Formula E track and go and, and, and go racing, I think that's easier said than done. And so that's why I say it's 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 a little bit easier to go to Berlin and then also to Valencia or Donny or Portimao or somewhere. Yeah, because you know they, this could be the perfect time for Berlin. You know they could do four, they could do all the races at Berlin, and even the gag sort of said that to E4 Meldi when he when he spoke to them. You could just make you could just make three different track layouts for that for that for those three different weekends, for example, and you could do double headers. I, I think we will be seeing a lot of double headers, but I don't think they need to do in order to get the races up. I don't think they need to go to five or six different cities. I think they need to go to as minimum amount of cities as possible. You know, Berlin, get two races done there and and so forth. Then then it then it's all over if that makes sense. And we can just put it to bed. Fine, we got through it. We got through the COVID nineteen year and bish bash bosh, you know, happy days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, we, we as I said, we need two rounds left for this season. Uh, into well, two locations left for this season. Go to two locations, get this season over, and then start in Diria in January. Just I, I'm, simple as. I'm looking forward to recapping the 2020 season in a couple of years' time. I think it'll <laughs> be absolutely hilarious, Jack. We managed it, just two of us. Yeah. We managed to speak for half an hour. The Ginger Group, we did great. I think we held the Woo. we held the fort well. So thank you so much for joining me this morning. More than welcome, mate. Well, if you've been enjoying the content, remember you can hit that like button and that subscribe button. Thank you so much for watching. You've been watching the FEZ Show. We'll be back tomorrow. Goodbye.